previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now I live live the dream by uh, selling suits at Macy's. Oh, I thought you were going to say Indochino. <laughs> got excited there yeah. for a second. <laughs> Macy's no. is good. Apologies to the show sponsor, yeah. the big show sponsor. <laughs> He's like, but if you need a suit, come right. on down to Macy's. Right. Use my code. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTF Chuck Podcast Network. But we're not going to give away what WTF stands for. No. So don't don't even think about that, Littles. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Tiny Chuck's with us. Roxy's here, of course. Hello. Hey, hey back to back. Back to back. Yeah. When, has that happened oh. since like episode three and four, maybe? Nope. I don't think so. <laughs> it's been a minute. Thank God for holidays. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Chuck had some time off for the... Uh, Holidays okay. here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we don't, or I don't, had a show Monday. I'll have a show tonight. It's just, yeah. Lots to get into here. Let's jump right in. First of all, Brian Becker, you owe us. That's all I can say because a ton of people now know how to properly pronounce your name mm-hmm. because we've gotten so many tweets and a couple emails of it. Like, they had no idea. They were like, I was today years old when I learned how to pronounce Brian's last name. <laughs> so uh, you're welcome for that, Brian Becker. But hey, it's your reward for coming on and meeting the Littles. So yep. that was nice. Yep. Let's clean up on aisle whatever this is. I guess it would be 83 because this is episode 84. Chuck, we're glad you're here. We're going to need a okay. new answer. Because okay. according to the, well, I don't know, Chuck. You know, nowadays you can find so much stuff on the internet that who knows what to believe, but we had multiple littles writing in saying that Bullwinkle is not a Canadian. Oh, that's fake news. Ah, (laughs) well, funny you should say that, Chuck, because I did a little Google search myself and came up with a bunch of different things. Bullwinkle is originally from the state of Musylvania, a small island in the Lake of the Woods, and is actually its governor. The ownership of the state is the subject of dispute between the United States and Canada, with each country dealing, claiming it belongs to the other. Okay, so that was one little tidbit I found. Maybe the lake is like right smack dab in the middle. Well, here's the interesting, and I I wish, I think I just Googled, were Rocky and Bullwinkle Canadian, and this popped up, and this is where you might be right with the fake news, Chuck, because it says, the group included Rock J. Squirrel, Rocky, Oski Bear, Canadian Moose, Bullwinkle, Hmm. Sylvester Fox, Uh Blackstone Crow, and Florida Fauna. The show in this form was created by Alex Anderson. Bullwinkle's name came from the name of a car dealership in Berkeley, California called Bullwinkle Motors. Now that I found on multiple sources. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that I do believe. As far as this other stuff, I'm not so sure. And like I said, we had too many to keep track of people writing in saying he's not Canadian. And this one of them was, it says, Bullwinkle is not Canadian. He's from Frostbite Falls, Minnesota. Dudley Do-Right is Canadian. Oh, yes. That's the Mountie I was thinking of. Okay. (laughs) Shoot. Okay, that's right. I changed my answer to Dudley (laughs) (laughs) Do-Right. Done. (laughs) Nice, Chuck. Wait, wait, wait to get in front of that, Chuck. <laughs> How was your weekend, by the way? Now, are, I forget. Are you a college football fan or not? Because we're not, really. <sighs> Alas, I used to be. I was a big Nebraska Cornhusker fan, which I think, is it Ooh. Jolene? Yes, That's Chuck. Big... Look, I do my research. She'll be happy to hear that. But, well, she might not because yeah. they did so bad. Yeah. Actually, when they moved to the Big Ten, I kind of dropped interest, and they have not been good or relevant since they did that. They should have stayed in the Big 12, in my opinion. So I haven't really followed them. So, you know, I'll watch a good game, you know, like a college playoffs or a top 10 matchup. But other than that, I don't really have a horse in the race. Yeah. We're kind of the same way here, mm-hmm. and uh, I won't mention Wagner to Roxy right now because. Oh, I don't even follow them. It's <laughs> I don't. <sighs> That's what I don't get about college football. Is no offense to Wagner, okay? But how can they be a Division One school? They're Division One AA or whatever. I don't. Well, I don't get that. Which I don't understand yeah. what that means. But I mean, they lost by like forty. I just knew to these... say it when I gave tours of the campus. <laughs> the two things that crack me up are when these schools get on TV and <laughs> they're like, "We're number one. We're number... like." You're losing 48 to three. You're not clearly the number, <laughs> you know, and I get there's teams, you know, school spirit and all that stuff. Right, right. But I also just don't understand why they're playing each other. I mean, I get the, the tune up games and all that stuff. And there yeah, were a, co- 
Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't understand it. And maybe that's why I just don't watch it, it, don't mm-hmm. follow it. Probably because my school didn't have a football team while I was there until my senior year. And even then and now we're like Division three, So, you know, you never hear about them unless they play Binghamton mm-hmm. in basketball. Because uh, I don't think Binghamton has a football team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't really get into the college football. That's why we actually recommended another podcast for our listeners to get their fill of that because right. we just we ain't got you covered and we're not going to try to fake it. Nope. You know? <laughs> nope. So the other thing I don't like is it, it's it's like the same five teams are at the top every year, yeah. which gets so boring unless you're a fan of those teams. I yeah. guess. But, no, it's true. Um, but then sometimes it, it can turn around on a dime because like right. LSU, hello, I did happen to catch part of that game because I thought, oh, that's going to be a good game. UCLA, they were just yeah. totally mopping them up. So anyway, all right, let's get into some other, I think that's all the cleanup we had, but we did want to go into a few things from our last episode. Lee Gordon wrote in saying, Pajama Game was also my first Broadway show, Aww. but I also didn't see it on Broadway. I saw it at the Schubert Theater in Boston. It was a pre-Broadway tryout with the original cast, Janice Page and John Raitt, Bonnie's dad. I know a lot of people don't know John Raitt, big Broadway star. He did all the classics, Oklahoma, Carousel, and uh, yeah, Bonnie Raitt's dad. I knew I was pretty young when I saw it, but I didn't realize I was that young. I was five when I saw it in 1954, and on the subject of early Christmas music, I typically record my first bits as Santa for North Pole Radio. Yes, I buried the lead in October. (gasps) Stop. Okay. That's great. All right, so Lee Gordon is, so he's (laughs) North Pole Radio. What is that? Is that like a, I don't, like, is that on like Pandora or something? We'll have to find it. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Mm -hmm. Or Lee, write in. Tell us where we can find North Pole Radio. Also, I love that you're Santa's voice. Yeah. That's incredible. And speaking of Santa and the holiday, I see you, Target, emailing me your weekly ad highlighting Bring Home Holiday Feels. Uh, Yes, Bring Home Holiday Feels. No, their specials are Christmas tree stockings, lights. No, it's too early for that. I don't want to get into all that, but I'm just saying I see you and it's not fun. So don't do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You told them. (laughs) And then we had some fun facts. We like those from Oz the Great and Flavorful. He says, fun fact, Dave Grohl, Jason Bateman, and I were all born on the same day, January 14th, 1969, which happens to be LL Cool J's first birthday. Wow. So that's a that's a big day. That's a big day. And then didn't we we had something from Debbie, right? Debbie Mittman this time? Yep. She uh, tweeted, I believe. The ATH tribute show was amazing. I was teary-eyed throughout the entire show. What a touching, smart, classy way to celebrate a wonderful pioneer. I will miss Jackie Mack. Yeah. And then I think it was also... I just realized ATH means around the (laughs) horn. Well, you just threw your phone at me. I I didn't have a chance to process it. Well, I mean, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Let me give away our secrets, Roxy. Here, read this. (laughs) Producer is the host. The producer is the host and sometimes has to wing it. (laughs) And then I also think it was Lee Gordon that wrote in saying that we should all acknowledge that Jackie Mack went to UNH, the real UNH. Mm -hmm. So take that, New Haven. Speaking of New Haven, isn't that where the Schubert Theater is? They have a Schubert. Um, Yes. Okay. Boston also has a Schubert. Now, okay. Chuck, if you actually listen to the podcast, you we went into all of that in Lee Gordon's interview, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Lawyered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember now. All right. <laughs> sure you do. And then, of course, we always hear from our beloved Sully. This will be... Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> Chuck, it might not be about you. I mean, it is, but it might not be. <laughs> yeah, right. He says, it's not swirly, it's swarly. Yep. Swarles Barkley. Yeah. That's the old How I Met Your Mother nickname for Barney. Yep. And he does say, it wasn't punk kids who sabotaged Tiny Chuck's meals. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, he just follows you around. But for now, it is time to meet the littles. We're very excited about this one. One of the more real, I mean, they're all real, but this one was just, all I'm going to say is, you don't know me. You don't know me. But we're going to find out who it is. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Lee Gordon, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
being played in this episode by an artist called Papa Greg. And this song is called Why Does It Hurt So Bad? And Papa Greg says this song was inspired by a true story of lost love found but still unable to attain that love. And if you like what you hear, you can reach Papa Greg at his email address, which is info at papagreg.com. You can find all his music on Bandcamp, and that is papagreg.bandcamp.com, or you can just head on over to his website, papagreg.com. That's P-O-P-P-A-G-R-E-G.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Why Does It Hurt So Bad, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And boy, do we have a fun one for you today. We can tell already. Please welcome to the podcast, Ash Reyesam. Hey, Ash, how's it going? You don't know me. <laughs> well, let's start there. Did I say your name right? Yeah, you did. You okay, got it right. all right. It's becoming a thing, a unfortunately. <laughs> no Chuckisms yet on this one. Yeah. So, all right. It's still early. Ash, I'm so glad we got this worked out. We were kind of going back and forth. I don't even remember how we found you. I'm just glad we did. Mm -hmm. uh, I just found out some really cool information that you know some people that we know pretty well, I think. And so we're going to just get into it. Why don't you take a quick second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Uh, sure. Yeah. I'm, um... <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> but that's what we're here for. No, it's, it's nice to meet everyone. Well, I guess you're meeting me. I'm not really meeting you. But uh, yeah, I'm in my mid-30s, you know, lonely, uh, sad most of the time. Just a really just depressing individual. You know, I live in, in Boston, one of the worst cities, I think, in America. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm just really happy to be here, man. All right. Uh, so, well, let's back up. Now, wait, wait, what did you say about Boston being, what's it? What? The worst city. Worst city? Yeah, definitely. Okay. We might have some. But you live there. We might have some stuff to talk about there. Because, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but we're diehard Red Sox fans over here. So we kind of. I too am a Red Sox fan. I mean, you know, people ask me if I like the Red Sox. It's like, no, actually, I hate them, but I do yeah. cheer for them. Right. Yeah. It's, it's been tough <laughs> recently, too. We so funny because we have nothing to complain about because I think we can all agree that we've already won more games that I think we all thought we were going to win this year. Mm -hmm. The thing I'm mad about is because it reminded me of old school Red Sox days because I feel like I, at least for myself, I won't speak for other Red Sox fans, Sully, but mm. I was completely suckered in. Totally suckered in. Bought it, hook, line, sinker. And, you know, it reminds me of the famous line from the movie Fever Pitch where the, the uncle looks over at the kid and he goes, careful, kid, they'll break your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's so true because, like I said, this was like a dream season almost because no one saw this coming. At least I didn't the first half of the season. And then all yeah, of a sudden... Yeah, you playing with house money, right? Yeah. But like you felt that way. Well, you felt that way, but you bought in. At least I did. So then it wasn't like that because I'm like, okay, wow, we're a good team. And then you even try to, like, you know we blew it at the trade deadline. But you try to talk yourself into like, well, if I was the general manager, we're they know, in... What, they we're, know what they're doing. They know what they're, we're in yeah. first place. Why would we change anything? Mm -hmm. We're a great team right. right now. Why would we mess it up? And then, of course, we all know we needed a first baseman. We all know what we needed. We needed some bullpen help. We needed this. And we didn't get any of that. So it's so frustrating. I mean, we did get Schwarber, and he's hitting a ton for us, which is great. But anyway... Gosh, can we get back to you, please? All right. No, Sully, uh, <laughs> Sully was miserable the entire first half of the season. because Sully's always miserable. <laughs> and, well, I mean, that's like, it's just part of his charm. Like, right. That sure. and the refusal to wear sleeves. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I mean, he was miserable. That, like, you know, I was saying yeah, the Red Sox are good. At some point, I think I said the Red Sox are good. He's like, no, they're not. Like, just wait, just wait. I'm yeah. just like, I'm still, I'm still waiting, man. They're, I mean, they are still in the playoffs, yes, but I understand what he's saying now because, if I may, and I 
I'm going to out him because I know he listens to the podcast too. Roxy's dad is the same way yeah. because he grew up that way. But your grandpa, you said? Yeah. The first game in the regular season that the Red Sox would lose every year, my grandpa would say, well, better luck next year. And like <laughs> he would just be done. Like that would be it. No, but um, in his defense, we're going back to, way before yeah. 2004. So, oh my gosh. Like, you know, this is before 86, before. you know, yeah. so we're yeah. talking, they really suffered. Yeah. I mean, I we mean, think we would, suffered. We didn't suffer. I think like he would get suffered. into the ballpark to watch a game for like two cents or something. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's how far back we're going. Yeah. Like just like for nothing wow. because they were losing all the time. And it was also the times where everything was cheaper, but all considering right. in comparison, right. we've, we've anyway. lost every, every Yankee fan, every non Red Sox fan so far. So let's not, let's not kill yeah, the ratings. Those guys are jerks. I mean, come on. <laughs> Like, Yankees fans, like, get out of here. <laughs> so, well, all right. So, where did you grow up? Have you always been in Boston? No, actually, I grew up in North Carolina. So, I'm from Durham. Oh, okay. Um, home of uh, Duke University. Oh, and yeah. uh, moved up here in like 2018. Actually, that was a pretty cool day. So, like, I've been a Red Sox fan my entire life. Um, when I started getting into baseball, I think it was like the early 90s, and it was because of Pedro Martinez. You sure. Know? Yeah. He was my favorite player, and like, they played for the Red Sox. So, and also, in North Carolina, like, you either have to be a Braves fan or a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really feel great about, um, what do they call it in the UK? Glory hunting, you know? Like, because, <laughs> right, like, the Braves were winning, like, all those division titles. Yeah. the World Series 95, right? The Yankees are where the Yankees, you know, yeah. which are shell of themselves now. Mm-hmm. haven't won like, one World Series in two decades. So, but I moved up here for, for work. I work at a biotech out in Cambridge. And I arrived the day of, I guess it was, what, game five against the Dodgers? So I had never been to Boston, never been to Fenway, or I've been to Boston, but never been to Fenway, and, like, landed hungover from our going-away party the night before. (laughs) It was, like, 3 p.m., and I was just sweating for no reason. I mean, it was 40 degrees outside, right? Right. Reeking of, like, whatever it was that I had been drinking the previous night, but I was standing in, like, a really crowded cask and flagon room. Um, oh, yeah. You know, for the first time, like watching watching the game amongst like Red Sox fans, which was really cool. And my buddy was with me. Uh, he was keeping a little bit of distance because of the stench, as I mentioned before. <laughs> but he was hyping me up. Like he was like, "Hey, this guy's like never been." It was such a cool moment. Like, and then of course the strikeout against that jerk Machado. Yeah. Down on one knee. Yeah. Oh, I remember oh, that. Oh my god. He made like the K symbol with his body as he struck <laughs> out. It was just <laughs> fabulous. Like. It was like it was like the perfect day, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you know you walk out and it's Fenway and you know much to Sully's chagrin, I'm sure, screaming "Sweet Caroline" at the top of your lungs and um, you know dirty water or whatever. And it was just yeah. like I was like, wow, like fucking hell, man. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're fairly new to the city. I didn't realize that. So you just moved there recently. Yeah. I mean. It's, I mean, it's fine. I like it here. Like, <laughs> like we've got a pretty good setup. The, the city's interesting when it, there's not a pandemic raging. You know? Right. All right. So, well, can we back up a little further? So you're from Durham. Now, did you go away to school or anything like that? Or did you go to Duke? Or you just were saying that's the home of Duke? Well, I grew up a Duke fan. Um, I went to Elon. Um, oh, I knew Elon. Theater yeah, school. Good yeah, theater school. from like the north. No, Elon. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like so random. So, yeah, I went to Elon, uh, majored in, like, history, you know, just some whatever liberal arts degree to get through it, and then uh, ended up at Drexel for for grad school, but, like, that was all remote, because, you know, when I graduated, it was 2008, and there were, like, no jobs, right? Yeah. So I tried to teach for a while, lived abroad in Korea and Cambodia and did that. Then when I came back, it was one of those things, like, where life over there was so easy, because they pay, like, a pretty good salary, and they cover your rent, and, I mean... I only I taught public school. I probably only worked something like 25 hours a week. So it was basically college with a paycheck. Yeah. yeah you could just feel yourself like, man, I could get really comfortable here. But I decided to have some ambition and like come back and try to start a career. So speaking of, uh, let's go back. I, so what did you, yeah. what were your majors in college? So history? history, undergrad. And then I went for grad school like after I got back from Korea in 2009. So I did epidemiology at Drexel. Oh, wow. Having never taken a science class in my life, by the way. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. <laughs> and now you say you work currently for a biochem company? Yeah, biotech, uh, like a pharma. Oh, okay. And how'd you get into all that? Just from the degrees and stuff? No. So when I came back from Korea, substitute teaching for like, I had like a long-term sub position in this um, English as a second language class, like 
and I that was total nepotism because my mom was like the director of like, like uh, foreign languages in Durham public schools. So she like hooked me up with, with the job basically because like I didn't have one. And I started working retail. Um, you're familiar with Bose probably, right? The speaker. Oh, sure. So like until two years ago, they had retail outlets and I was working at the mall essentially like gotcha. selling speakers and then like part-time at Express like folding sweaters. But my manager there, I guess his wife was in the industry and I guess they were just at a point where they were looking for warm bodies. Mm -hmm. And he was like, does anyone want a job, like a career? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. From what I was like, I was living with my mom and dad. I you know, wanted to move out. wanted to be able to buy gas and groceries in the same week. Yeah. So yeah, I got the gig. It was like kind of a mailroom sort of job. I mean, I was making something like, I don't know, $31,000 a year, which I may as well have been a million at the time. Mm. You know, and then, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like uh, merit-based. So I just sort of moved up. They paid for me to go to school. I mean, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Living the dream now, I guess. Yeah. And so what was that like having to move away? I think I wanted to like leave home again. The career just didn't feel real, I guess, maybe because it was just right after school. And mm. I don't know. Like I just wanted to be somewhere like kind of urban also. Like when I was in Korea, I was in this village, which I mean, it's great, but it's like you're a rock star, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I had never lived in like a real city. So, you know, Boston became available and the money wasn't any better but it was like the potential for growth here is huge just because sure. the industry is booming right and then well and then a pandemic happened so it's booming even more like one of the one of the few right so that was it was fine i mean like people always ask about the weather like i don't know i sweat for no reason so i'm happy with the cold up here for this <laughs> summer which has been miserable but it's been good man i mean like whatever preconceptions i think i had about the city with like people being like rude or like I, I don't know I call racist. Them, I or call anything. them mass holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that. Like I didn't get any of that from good. anyone. Good. Oh, good. Like because I mentioned that first day right during the game when people found out it was my first day in the city and I grown up a Red Sox fan and I'd never been there before. Like they were so happy for me. Like, they yeah. were just celebrating the fact that I. I mean, like strangers, like random, like hundreds of people. I mean, I got more high fives that day than probably over the course of my entire life. I mean, it was just like a really, I was like, this place is great. Like, you know, like everyone's, everyone's wonderful here. And you said um, you were at Cask and Flagon? I know that one. Yeah. 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 Wow. Great food. Great beers. Great place just to be. Yeah. In general. I got more beer on me than in me that day. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll take your word for it. Now, <laughs> how did you become a Red Sox fan? You said your whole life. I don't understand if you're from the South. Like yeah. That. So as Yankees and, and, and Braves, right, were the yeah. two options. But, you know, when, when Pedro got traded from the Expos, I just kind of followed him oh, okay. over. And I, it was it just it coincided with like when I started watching baseball. Gotcha. Sure. Yeah. So since we're there, why don't we go into the other? Now, are you other? Is it just baseball or do you like all the other sports? My fanhood is kind of all over the place. So okay. like, when I grew up, like we didn't like North Carolina didn't have a football team. Yet. Sure. Yeah. Right? Panthers got there in 95. Yeah. So. When we immigrated here from India, like my cousins were their major bandwagon people. And at the time, the 49ers were like, uh, that was the team. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I remember. So naturally, I became a Raiders fan as a result of that. Ah, good for you. <laughs> Which has been miserable, but yeah. whatever. You know, you ride or die, right? And then the Hurricanes Hornets, I, I picked up just living living there because uh, they were. I didn't watch hockey until the Hurricanes came to the state. And then the Hornets had been there like since 88, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, so they were the local team. Uh, but yeah, and then I watched a little Premier League. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I love watching other people exercise while eating, I guess. Like my main <laughs> right. hobby. So now that you're back up in Boston, though, so you, you don't really follow any of the other teams up there. I mean, when I'm forced to, like I have someone dragging me to like a Revs game coming up. And there are worse ways to spend like 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, and they play at Patriot Place, which there's so much to do there. Yeah, they did. and yeah. they're good. Yeah, apparently. they are. I was like, wow, all right. Yeah, my brother used to have season tickets or had friends that had season tickets, so they would go all the time. That's Chuck, cool. Chuck, this is guys... soccer. He did? So you know. I didn't even, yeah, I was wondering what you were talking about. Yeah, I, I actually went to, to wake me up there I went second. to a game, and I'm not a soccer <laughs> fan. I have no idea anything about it, but seeing a soccer game live was pretty fun. The goalie was really cool. I don't, I don't know. This was going back I mean, a look, few years. But. I went to a school at the time, not anymore, but they were a Division One soccer school. Mm -hmm. And I went to one game. I went to, I think it was homecoming. And it was okay. It was interesting. Yeah, I mean, any, any sport I mean, event just, that's live is so and, much better. It's a whole nother level than watching it on TV. And if it's something that you're not super into watching on TV, you can appreciate it live. I so. guess, yeah. 
I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah. I get it. But, but I like Patriot Place for the shops. Yeah. I've been there <laughs> once for dinner. Uh, I've never been there for a game or so yeah. anything like that. But yeah. you, she did take me up just to see it because I'd never even seen it. Yeah. So it was very so interesting. So you guys are local? We're in New York. Yeah. My, oh, okay. my dad grew up in Boston, so I've got a ton of family up there. And then my brother and sister-in-law relocated up there when they got married. So I grew up going up there all the time. You'll have to go back and yeah, listen, though, if you want to know how I, a New Yorker, became, became a, a Red Sox fan. Yeah. But we're going to get into all that, actually, maybe in a few minutes, because I have a couple other really important questions, because I, I want to talk about these Boston people that you became friends with instantly, <laughs> because yeah. then, rumor has it, you met Sully. Mm-hmm. So we're dying yeah. to know how that turned your life around. So anyway, you're coming back, right? You can stick around? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Loyal Littles will be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, this is Rup Sharma from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we are meeting the Littles once again. We have Ash here, and Go I'm... Go ahead, just, say his last name. <laughs> well, I was eating a bagel when that was explained, oh. so... Um, <laughs> so, so now she's eating on the job, not paying attention, <laughs> totally understand. This is great. I mean, we're getting all these name drops, and yep. we got to Sully before the break. Yep. Now, when did you first meet Sully? I, I was actually at Summer of Littles, but... We've been following each other on Twitter for like a year plus and um, well, we know just like arguing yes. over sports basically was was the main part of our Well, this is what's the beauty of that's the beauty of Summer Littles, I think, mm-hmm. because well, you hit a good one because you were at his event, so you finally got to meet the guy you've been arguing with for over a year on Twitter mm-hmm. and you got to meet Claire. Yeah, cool on Claire was there. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. She read poetry. She read poetry. Oh. Actually, we all read poetry. It was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is it open mic night? (laughs) Well, he brought his DKE book, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. The poetry book, I forget who picked that up, but it was like a $3 buy at some random bookstore. And like, it was all just like very erotic. Oh. But awkward. It was was perfect. Sure. It's perfect perfect for There's video of it. Someone has it. I don't know who was recording, but there's definitely video of Claire just uncomfortably reading this, like, erotic (laughs) poetry. (laughs) so great. So, Maeve, we've got to get on that for next Summer of Littles. (laughs) Erotic poetry. Hilarious. (laughs) Summer of Littles. So that's great. Now, we know you're a baseball fan, so I wanted to, in all seriousness, because I was lucky enough to, for the first time ever, play Durham like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You went to Deepak? Yeah. Yep. So oh, I love Deepak. Yeah. Played there. We were right next door to the stadium. Uh, oh, yeah. The, and so have you ever gotten to see a game there? I used to have season tickets oh. to the Bulls. At the old one, too. I don't know if you ever no, you I went didn't. by there. but like Honestly, I didn't know there was an old one until after I started inquiring about this one because I was like, oh, it's very updated. And there was like, so I thought there was a, an update or something. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. It's just a really cool stadium. And there's that restaurant that overlooks it. Yeah, it was, it was good. There's just, uh, I mean, it's just history. You know what I mean? The revitalization there has been incredible. I mean, I think people from here like talk about what it was like when like the red light district was around and and all that. Like it's equivalent to that, what Durham used to be. And then the new ballpark that you were at was like really the first kind of like thing that like families could go to because like the rest of Durham was super sketchy. Yeah, for a long time. When the Liggett Myers, like the tobacco company, left, like when they went bankrupt, like everybody lost their jobs. Devastating. But the tech investment had already started. So like RTP was just coming up. And I mean, it flowed pretty much like right into kind of like what you probably remember Durham being like a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, games there are amazing. Like, I mean, to have that much fun, like again, for like 20 bucks should be illegal. But um, yeah. it's a really great park. Great beer. So they've got their own brewery in the, right. in the stadium. Really cool. Yeah, definitely. So let's go back and get into now. When did you start listening to Tony and how did you become a little and start arguing with Sully on Twitter? That's a funny story. So, I mean, I think a lot of people's entry point for Kornheiser was, well, it's either you were a Washingtonian and you heard him on the radio or PTI, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, like, mine was PTI. And I think I just Googled him one day. I was like, this guy's, like, really funny and Jewish. And it just, like, intrigued me, right? Yep. And I was like, oh, he's got a podcast. Like, awesome. So I started listening to it. And, and like, it, I was, I mean, sort of doing it in isolation and 
whatever. And then I, I didn't actually have a Twitter account until 2018. But when I joined, I started following, I guess, the podcast account when they got one. And eventually, like, just people that were in the sort of circle of bigs, you know? Mm-hmm. And Claire, I think it was, because I kept tweeting at them, like, added me to, like, the littles list uh, mm-hmm. that she had created. And that's how I found kind of our little fan base. Yeah, it was just, and, I mean, and then Sully is just, like, argumentative and a jerk in general, right? So, like, I mean... <laughs> That's how we became friends, because <laughs> I identify with that tremendously. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. But you said you don't get to listen as much anymore, right? No, I d- yeah, I don't. You know, it was like the kind of routine on the on the tee, you know, when I was heading into work. But right. I don't, since I don't do that anymore, like, you know, I don't even listen to, like, music. Like, there's really just no more joy. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I, I feel that, because I've said that a bunch of times, too. I, I, I still can't believe it. To be honest, he doesn't listen to music anymore. I hardly listen to music, which is sad. I'm holding strong on the music. Yeah, she doesn't do the podcast as mm-hmm. much as I do. It's kind of sad, but maybe it'll come back. Who knows? We'll see. All right. So now you talked about a little bit about Summer of Littles 3.1. Now, did you ever get up to Chatter by any chance? It was not called Chatter when I went there. Oh, um, Chad? It was nameless. Oh. Well, he had, so Tony had already bought it. But it was in that dead time between when he bought it and they were looking for the name, right? Gotcha. Oh, I see. So, yeah, I mean, I was sad, obviously, when it closed because um, I only got to go the one time. And I didn't ever get to go see a show, uh, which would have been cool. But I can't, I can't say I was surprised. You know, so many people say that. <laughs> the, okay, like the weird thing about it is it's like they positioned the restaurant. And I think Chad's was like this, too, actually, because... Like my, so my wife is from D.C. Like that's why, I mean, I'm familiar with the area. Okay. So it's like a neighborhood joint, right? And that is not a great neighborhood. It's not something, it's not like a cheers. Like it, it just doesn't do enough traffic. So you really have to have something like people need, like will go back for it, like something memorable on the menu. The only thing I could think of is he should have gotten other people. I know they started advertising that kind of stuff, but he needed to pull in other very famous people to do their podcast yeah that makes sense but i'm sure on the other hand they wanted to be the stars you know it does it does make perfect sense and the other thing that and tony would never do this is like because he hates talking athletes right yeah you want to talk about a draw yeah i mean get randy moss in the podcast studio i guarantee you yeah you'll have a back house yeah or even current washington football team players or whoever right yeah yeah i've heard that little like Pause like uh, Washington football team. I wanted to make sure I was saying it properly. Uh, Right, right. I hope they say that forever. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. These new names, some of them are coming out. And we've had other people come on the podcast. And we go, I think our line is, Roxy, I think if if we're talking about the 80s and the past and they want to drop the old name, we're okay with that. I don't, we haven't really bleeped that out too much. Yeah. Because we know where we are today and what's going on and yeah. all that stuff, and, and that's okay. But I don't know. Part of me is like, if we're talking about it historically... Like I, that was what they were called. And I think we should um, remind people of that so that we know we've evolved and things like that. I think it's an interesting like question, right? Like Because history major there was this debate about whether it was okay to refer to people that were part of the sort of african diaspora as slave right versus enslaved people Mm -hmm. right because you want to use like person first kind of language it's like like people with disabilities right not like a disabled person right right, that kind of positioning so i thought about that like with some of the like historical team names and even some of the terminology like Okay, like at what point are you, maybe you're teaching a class or you get your kid assigned a book and they're reading Huckleberry Finn, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like there are like hundreds of instances of the N-word in yep. Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. Is, is it okay to say? Is it okay to read? Like are we going to, you know what I mean? It's always like about context, right? I guess if you position it as, all right, you know, we understand this is offensive, like Cleveland Indians, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, guards going to be guardians or with the Washington football team, you know, their previous name. I think if you position it as like, yeah, you understand it to be offensive, but like it is also just sort of what they were and also indicative of how we brushed it off back then. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I was certainly guilty of. You know, I think self-examination is like self-awareness is like important. Yeah. So I'm for it. You got to own own your shit. Yeah. You know? yeah. We don't we don't have time to to go into this with me, but don't don't even get me started on the revivals of Broadway mm-hmm. musicals and plays. Mm-hmm. Drives me crazy. And I don't know, I have a very strong feeling about it. I mean, I'll basically just sum it up like this is when I buy a ticket to go into a show and I walk into a theater, 
my belief is that I'm walking out of 2021 into whatever time. whatever time period the play takes place in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't educate by any means, but what I'm trying to say is if I go see Showboat, I want to go see Showboat. I don't want to see yeah, 20 yeah. Tw- I don't want to see 2021 Showboat where they well, you brought it up, the N-word. Obviously, that's dropped in that play many times. Mm-hmm. Now, what I would be a big advocate of is let's get the cast members and crew members and whoever wants to be involved, ushers, I don't care who it is, anyone involved with the show, and let's do talkbacks after every performance or at least a couple a week, and or let's put an insert in the program, and let's tell people why in today's world this would not be acceptable, and this is not right, you know, stuff like that. You know who did that really well? I I don't know if you guys have Disney+, Plus, but... If you watch some of the old Disney cartoons, yes, um, yep. the ones that are super racist, they, they just have like a little, yep. you know, like a word mark at the beginning. Like, yep. Yep. you know, there's some insensitive whatever, but we, we feel like it's important to, right. Know. And that was, that's it. That's but the one thing do. that angered me, though, is didn't they like take, they took Song of the South away, though, didn't they? They won't even air it. They took Song of the South away. So my theory on that is this, because they still have the other racist cartoons. And right. HBO Max has all the racist Looney Tunes cartoons. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, I was gonna say Dumbo Looney Tunes is still does that there. too. Yep. <laughs> Dumbo yeah. is still there. My theory on Song of the South is because they're rebranding the Splash Mountain ride to Princess and the Frog or whatever yep. it was. Yeah. I think it's tied into that as much as it's just kind of like we're gonna do this for PR. I gotta. I just. Mm. It, I, I just. I think like just taking it away in some ways is worse. Just like, like I agree wholeheartedly with that. Yeah. Like it never even happened. Yeah. Like it wasn't there. Nope. Nothing to see here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I go right down the middle in the fact of these topics, these things that came out were always problematic, always. Yeah. And we're just now recognizing how problematic they were and not brushing it under the rug. So it's like, in one sense, these things shouldn't be reproduced, like a Broadway show, like it shouldn't be changed, but it probably shouldn't come back for a revival. We've got the documentation. If you want to see, you can go to the New York Public Library and rent it out and watch it and get educated on that. But on the other hand, things like the Disney movies and the Looney Tunes, it can be an educational moment. And right. you can use that. Well, that's my point. Right. We should, edu- so I'm, we should that's use where, it. That's where I go I right down you. the middle. Totally you know. Fair. Well, hey, we're, we're allowed to have our own opinions, exactly. obviously. Um, but... <laughs> Going back, one of the reasons for me was because that's one of the first movies I remember seeing in the theater with my mom. It was like a son, mother, son, mother, mother, son date. Right. And that was, yeah, well, I remember that movie on the big screen. My first dance recital, my ballet number was to Zippity Doodah. And oh. I still remember the choreography to this day. <laughs> and it was so much fun. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying that's the reason they should keep it right, out there. Right, that's right. not why. No, no. But it's a memory I have. But yeah. more importantly, we did not acknowledge mm-hmm. all these things back. Because I, my yeah. mom, I remember my mom did not sit me down after coming out of the theater from that and saying, now let's have a discussion about this. Right. And I she think probably didn't know. Right? Yeah, she probably didn't know. You're right. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. I mean, this is when it first came out. So mm-hmm. aging myself a little bit. But that's what I think maybe should have happened. And it could happen now, but except they just took it away. It's no longer. Yeah, there. it was my first like Disney sing along tape. Yeah. You know, back when those were yeah. out, right? As if we do that. Like, when we first like, immigrated here. I mean, probably one of the first things in, that I saw in the U.S. But yeah. I have fond memories of that song. Like, I still yeah. occasionally. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, wow, no, wait, that's super racist. It's, it's Very a hard. interesting. Wow, that took a turn. Well, wow, that, that, we got so deep there. Yeah, we don't have much time left here, <laughs> but we have to. It's our, you know, staple to ask some fun, dumb questions, if that's all right. Let's do it. All right. All right, I'm going to start with an easy one, hopefully. <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, that's pretty boring. Yeah, like chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate's good. Yeah. Nothing in it? No mixins. I'm actually, like, diametrically opposed to... I like Ben & Jerry's as an organization, but, <laughs> like, if they were... If they were problematic on any level, like I'd want to just burn them to the ground. Like I just think it's a travesty what they do. Like their whole, <laughs> I'm against their entire like mixing crap in ice cream. Like you know, just <laughs> you know, like if I want an entire ice cream cone to be in the ice cream, like I eat the cone, the ice cream goes in the cone, not. The cone doesn't go in the ice cream. Ah, that's one of Roxy's favorites. America Ameri- Cone Dream. America Cone Dream is my favorite. Um, I understand um, what you're saying. Yep. I mean, I'm fine being wrong on this. You know, like I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. okay with that. Cold yeah. Stone's another one. Like you know, Cold but Stone. at least they give you the option. Right. Sure. sure. Right. Yeah, we had a conversation about that. How they should have an express lane at Cold Stone for people who just want ice cream. 
Just yeah. regular, plain, vanilla, chocolate, whatever. Yeah. No, nothing in it. <laughs> Shouldn't have to sit there yeah. and wait. Right, wait for everyone else to I get I mean, theirs. I will admit, I like a mixing or two mm-hmm. here and there if it comes to Cold Stone. Otherwise, I'm yeah. fine. I just like vanilla. But anyway. What's the one food you could never bring yourself to eat? Well, it would have to be something I've tried before, actually. Because, like, I will definitely try anything one time. Mm-hmm. So, wait, um, are, are, are you a Survivor fan? No. I mean, I'm aware of what it is. I, I mean, guess, so you've seen some of the stuff they, they have them eat on that, right? Is it like a fear factor kind of thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. They have actually haven't done this in a while. Roxy and I, because there's been no Survivor on for the last two years, basically, we've been going down the rabbit hole of watching past seasons, seasons that we never yeah. watched because I was a very late bloomer. She was a very, very late bloomer into Survivor world. So like we just mm-hmm. finished season three, four, four last week. Yeah. And so they do some of this stuff. But what were you going to say? There's some stuff. What have you tried that you wouldn't eat now? Lamb testicles. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. I'm what? sorry, what? There it is, folks. <laughs> there it is. Hold on. The Barry, the lead moment of the podcast interview. We finally got, it almost went by us. We yeah. almost, we're almost done here. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Lamb testicles? Yeah. Was this yeah, a dare? So in, no, no. I was in Queens. And, um, <laughs> I was in Queens. <laughs> I was expecting you to say like I don't know another country. You've been to all these other places like I to know. teach and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, no, Queens. Queens. Okay, man. I was in your city. All right. Um, and so I was with this guy. This is actually on my 21st birthday. So I was with this guy who had just gotten back living in China for two years, mm-hmm. and he was just obsessed with China to the point where it was irritating. So instead of doing what I wanted, he like took us to like these really authentic Chinese restaurants, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like lamb brains and lamb testicles and lamb blood was like on the menu. I mean, he ordered it and I was like, all right, yeah, what the hell? And I mean, out of the two, like the brain was better. Because <laughs> it didn't look like a brain, you know, but mm-hmm. the testicles is very clearly like a set of balls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, I've got to go there. I'm, I'm sorry, it. listeners. Go away for like 30 seconds. So do you cut them or do you just eat the whole thing? Well, they're not that big. So, I mean, it could go either way. I didn't really want to commit to an entire testicle. So <laughs> I like took a little piece off of it and uh, did not enjoy it. Uh, the texture was weird. It was cooked, right? It's almost, yeah, it was, <laughs> okay. yeah, it was cooked. Okay. It's almost like, um, you ever like, like a meatball, but like when they put like too much like bread in it, yeah, you know, yeah. And so like the texture is like all like kind of pasty, yeah, right, yeah. But then it was also like weirdly, it's almost like the bread that they put in it was stale because it was it was like hard and pasty somehow. <laughs> I hated every second of that experience. <laughs> all right, all you and listeners. Uh, I was expecting something like broccoli or I don't know. Yeah, not. <laughs> Lamb testicles, is uh-huh, that what it was? Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, this Bury the Lead moment has been brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do one more quick one because then we got to get out of here already. Here's one we haven't done in a little while. Uh, if you could live in any TV home, what would it be? Well, that's a great question. And we've had lots of people. You can go either way. You can live with the family or you can just have the house. Mm-hmm. I definitely would not want to live with this family, but I've got to go for the house from Home Alone. Oh, oh that's yeah. A good one. That's a great That's one. outside of Chicago. Right? I guess it's not TV, but that's, yeah, okay. that's, okay. that's acceptable. And it's actually occurred to me like recently that the Simpsons house is also like probably a mansion by today's standards. <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. Like, yeah. No, um, Home Alone, yeah, the Home that's Alone a good one. house. I mean, oh, that's a great yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Well, Ash, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and meet the Littles. This has been fantastic. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we find you on Twitter or anywhere like that? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm at Ashy Crabcake. But if you follow Sully already, just look for the guy that he's arguing with. (laughs) I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, it's been weird, man. I appreciate you reaching out. All right. Well, thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. All right. Nice and solid. Clean cut. Yep. Now, is that because you were just hanging out with Claire? Because we know how passionate she is about this topic. What kind of degenerate does under... Like, (laughs) honestly, when I see it in other people's bathrooms, I I fix it. Like, (laughs) there it is. When I'm not in my own home. (laughs) Like, ridiculous. Just like, seriously, grow up. Grow (laughs) up what you're doing under. My God. We went from clean cut, easy peasy, to there it is. Yep. Awesome. (laughs) 
All right, Ash. That's exactly what we were looking for. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on to Meet the Littles, Ash. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. All you loyal Littles, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Ash, for coming on and meeting the Littles. A lot of fun. I know Littles, it was a lot of Red Sox talk there. It was touch and go for a while, but I got us off the subject. And uh, some really great, I mean, that was one of the more deep interviews we've had, Roxy. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was good. Some really good stuff there. So, Chuck. Yeah. How's, uh, you, are you ready for tonight? I'm a little nervous, but I think I'm, I think I'm prepared. Okay, I have well, my... Chuck, I might be dropping some knowledge on you for a second here. And oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So what let's... you got? Okay. So we have some stuff to talk about real quick. Now, Littles, I, we apologize if you're not into fantasy football here, but this is a big week for all of us here at the Loyal Littles podcast because we've been getting a lot of trash talk, so to speak, as far as, <laughs> and all three of us are in this. Now, Roxy, you have your own team. I'm She's very nervous. Terrified. Uh, now, Chuck, you were saying you were doing a mock draft. Is that true? Are you doing that right now? I'm doing that right now. I'm actually... Chuck. Um, I got two more picks. Well, it was either crickets or mock draft. Which one do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Well, way to be professional here. But Roxy, (laughs) you need to hook her up with this mock draft because she's never. Now, Chuck, I have some information for you that I don't think you're going to like. Okay. Okay. I just found this out uh, a day or two ago that we only have 30 seconds per pick. I think that's good. I I hate that. No way. That's crazy. I think that's good because you don't have, you have less time to think about it and you just go with your gut and go, just go. Roxy, you know, you can't pick Tom Brady in every round, right? No, I understand that. (laughs) I know that. (laughs) Okay. So, but seriously, Chuck, you need to fill us in on this mock draft. Where do we find those? Because Roxy really needs some. I'm I'm nervous. I was sitting here I don't want to piss anybody off, but like, I'm sorry. I might pick Tom Brady first. But it's going to go so quick. You're not going to be able to piss anyone off because it's like I said, usually people get pissed off when they're waiting around and waiting around for two minutes. Well, I heard something about this auto draft, which I was going to do. And And then I heard that people were like going to be mad if they saw people doing auto draft. But like, I'm sorry, I don't have a clue. Well, that's the thing. It's it's so quick that I thought I was going to be able to help her here. And I'm going to be so busy with mine that no offense, Roxy, I'm going to be like all over the. I'm not going to be able to. I mean, do I know who's available or I mean, yeah. Yeah. How do I know which position to pick? Yeah, you need to you need to do a uh, a mock draft. Yeah. The uh, computer will give you suggestions on who to pick. Right, right. And, and they're you, not going to lead you astray. So. And you yeah. could only you could only pick one person, one player per position. Is that right? So like no. I can only see, pick I one running back. No, see that's the thing. I don't know what I, I have to look more into. Our I'll do. We can do that much. Okay. Because the draft room opens an hour before, so we'll be okay there. Because that's at six you o'clock. Look at what's there. I don't have to be on the clock till seven at both in the, mm-hmm. the draft and at work. But you'll see the slots you have to fill. I mean, there are so many so players and so times, many teams. No, I don't know what kind of league this is. I guess I should have done a little more homework before we said we would do it. But most times it's like two running backs, two wide receivers, oh. one tight end, one kicker, one defense. But it some, tells you all of that. It tells you. But some groups it's two quarterbacks, and then in others it's just one. And you also, Roxy, you have people on your bench because you need subs. If oh, someone gets yeah. hurt or if it's a bye week, things like that. So you will end up <laughs> most likely drafting two quarterbacks overall. I just, I, I just got nervous. My heart is racing. Yeah, it's a lot. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I love Patrick, but I mean, I, look, he knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for oh, years, yeah. apparently. I The 30 seconds thing is freaking me out a little bit. All but. I could say is, Littles, if I piss you off, it is unintentional. <laughs> I have no clue what I'm doing. Don't come at Roxy. Don't at me. You can come at Ch- Tiny Chuck, but not, not us. <laughs> Because Tiny Chuck's here admitting he's doing mock drafts to get ready. Yeah. Now, no, here's but I th- should probably do that too. Here's the other interesting thing about our fantasy football is the league for the Littles is now there's three, I guess, three different divisions, I guess we'll call them. Now, Chuck, here's the interesting thing. Each division mm. does their own draft. But apparently at the end, when you do play people in the other divisions for like the playoffs, don't even get me started there. We're going to get there in a second. You might have the same players. So like the other divisions are, are oh. you know what I mean? So you all might have Tom Brady as your quarterback. That's Wait, true. so that's my next question. Once the draft is done, there's still work to do? 
Oh yes, there's or definitely like, work. You but just do, <laughs> or you just pick, and then that's it. You just see where the cookies crumble. No, no, you can move. You move things around because oh. obviously, one week Tom Brady's going to have a bye week, so you're going to bench him that week and put someone else. What in. did I get myself into? I yeah, Roxy, I'll help you, Roxy. <laughs> but can we get to the real? Finer point of fantasy anything, because mm-hmm. this was really what made me mad. Now, Chuck, I want your opinion on this, the fantasy baseball especially, but we can stick with fantasy football because the thing that really grinds my gears about fantasy, and I'm onto something, and I wish I could make money off of it, and I'm they might even already exist and I just don't know about them, but wouldn't it be great if there was a fantasy whatever league where once the playoffs start, you redraft? Do you understand what that means, Chuck? Uh-huh. Okay, yes, so my point is... Okay, because this is the thing that really irks me and really grinds my gears is how our playoffs for the fantasy, any group, even baseball, it's like the last two weeks of the baseball season or it's weeks, well, this year it'll be what, weeks 14, 15, 16, 17 of the football season, right? Or something like that. Okay, my my point is... You get an extra week. Okay, right. But my point is, so we're playing our, quote, Super Bowl of the fantasy league the final week of the regular season when... People are benched and people are sitting and they're resting because they've are they're coasting into the playoffs. So why should they play their starters and all the? You know what I'm saying? Like if you have a defense and they're sitting all the starters because they don't want to get them hurt and they're already they know they're a, a two seed and they have a bye week coming up. So now they're going to get two. You know what I'm saying? I think actually the championship game is week 16 to avoid that because week 17 would be the game that they rest everybody because now we have an extra week. But I think yeah. the championship is the week before. But still, it's just not if it's if it's a no game or you don't care about it. I don't know. It's just it really bothers me, especially in baseball. I know it's a whole nother. Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen many of championship games where like somebody picks up somebody from the waiver wire and that person goes off because, like you said, they were resting their play. You know, the, the starter and, or the quarterback was hurt at that time. And yeah, it's usually the, the roster you have at the end is not the roster you started with. What I was saying know? is there's got to be a fantasy. And if not, we need to create one, Chuck. Or, or mm-hmm. some listener. I don't even care. I don't even need the money. I, I don't want the, I'll just take the credit, whatever. But where once the playoffs start with the, what are there, 16 teams in the playoffs? Whatever. I can't remember. Whatever I don't know how many's in this. Yeah. Oh, right. Cause it's changing this year. Well, whatever it is. So you redraft starting with the playoffs. If you, if you're one of the top four in each division or how many make the playoffs in your fantasy league, yeah, that'd be fun. That you get to fun. redraft with the teams that are actually in the playoffs that are actually going right. to be playing right. for meaningful games. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't even know how to, but that, that really always grinded my gears where like you work so hard during the season and then you're playing in the championship. You mm-hmm. make the playoffs, you, you make the first round of the playoffs, then you make the next round. And then all of a sudden people are sitting after the second quarter because understandably they don't, they want to have them rested and not hurt for the first mm-hmm. round of the actual playoffs right. that they're actually playing for. So it's happened to me a bunch of times where my players who got me all these points the whole season, and then all of a sudden they're not there. When you're playing for your Super Bowl, they're not playing. It's annoying. So Chuck, if you're the first pick in the Loyal Littles draft, which you could be, who are you taking? Tom Brady. Don't even. (laughs) Don't even. Just kidding. I have staked my claim, and (laughs) I I am hoping that that doesn't happen. So hopefully this will go well. (laughs) We we thank you, loyal listeners, for appeasing us with the fantasy talk. We're obviously very excited about it, and And then we got real football on Thursday. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a good week. Who you got, Chuck? Tampa Bay Cowboys. Uh, no well, brainer. Heard, yeah, it's a no brainer. Yeah, I think it's Tampa Bay. I, you I, think? I, 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 well, I was going to say it might be a closer game than people are saying, but I think the one of the linemen for the Cowboys got hurt. Or no, yeah, he got COVID. He's not playing. Oh, so yeah. I think yeah. that's going to make it harder for them. Well, and we're not entirely sure how healthy Dak is. Right. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of variables. So yeah. I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take Tampa Bay. Yeah. I'm speechless. That's all I can say. What? Roxy, that was hot. That's all I'm going to say. I know who Dak Prescott is. I saw him get carted off the field last year. It was so sad. I felt so bad for him. All right, Roxy. Oh, real quick. We're going to end. Next episode is our 85th episode. Mm -hmm. And that's when we will be announcing our toilet paper challenge winner. So please get these last minute photos, videos, whatever you want to send in to us for the toilet paper challenge. We're having a lot of fun with that. We've got some decisions to make, Roxy, because some are creative. Yeah. And some are legit, I would say. But I don't want to like, douse anybody because we we encourage everyone to send in the photos and stuff it's interesting though yeah one i will say was really interesting i mean putting a plunger on your head and then stacking the rolls (laughs) love it 
Um, <laughs> but then we've got Good. people who are balancing, we can say, 48 rolls, right? Yeah, I uh-huh. mean, so anyway, all right. Uh-huh. So get those in. We've got a great prize for the winner. Uh, we're going to announce that next episode. Roxy, how can they do that? You can email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at LoyalLittlesPod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And I do hope that plunger was new and not like a used Ew. plunger. So anyway. uh, at least washed. You can wash them. Yeah, you can wash yeah. them, but still. You I don't know. go there? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, for all this great content and, you know, about stacking <laughs> toilet paper on your head, don't forget to give us a good rating and review over on iTunes and Apple over there. And uh, we really appreciate that. And thank you, Ash Reyesam, for coming on to Meet the Littles today. And thank you, Lee Gordon, Roop Sharma, and Kim Wilson, two L's, for our bumpers this week. All right, let's get out of here. We've got a draft to prep for. Oh, very excited. Chuck, are you nice. done with your mock draft? No, I'm only in round five. Oh, geez. All How right, many we... rounds are there? <laughs> a lot. We've got to, we got to get Roxy hooked up here. <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. We're going to be terrible. So just go easy on us. Okay, Sully? Just go Whatever. easy Whatever. You won the golf tournament. Oh, I did. You oh, I did. forgot about that. Wire to wire. Yeah. I, my golfers were second and third. Yeah. Out of, out of the three golfers I picked, mm-hmm. I had two and three. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Maybe I should just stick to that. So yeah, quick shout out to Bob Sproul and for running his tour championship pool, which I was the winner of. So make sure you head on over to Little's Picking Game so you can get involved in all those amazing contests that he throws together. Mm-hmm. What did you say the next one was going to be baseball? World Series, maybe? World Series, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we should do another golf one. Is there another golf one? Isn't I... the Ryder Cup next weekend? Oh. Or this coming weekend? I don't know. I think so. Um, hello. I mean, that's Whoa. clearly all I can do. So, because I was a co-champion of one, but I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just, yeah, taking a flyer. All right, loyal littles, we'll see you next time. Let's and get re- out of here. And remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, use it, people. I didn't really want to commit to an entire testicle.
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. There is always something to be made of pain. Your mother knits. She turns out scarves in every shade of red. They were for Christmas, and they kept you warm while she married over and over, taking you along. How could it work when all those years she stored her widowed heart as though the dead come back? No wonder you are the way you are, afraid of blood, your women like one brick wall after another. Oh, yeah.